0: welcome to the rebirth podcast this podcast is all about diving into the initiation that motherhood provides us this sacred rite of passage has so many gifts to offer us and this podcast is really exploring the different ways that we can harness those gifts regardless of the circumstances We look at motherhood as a sacred and spiritual opportunity for evolution. We will be diving into what it means to walk the path of motherhood no matter how magical or medical or traumatizing or transcendent your experience might be. Our ancestors understood that stories are medicine. They provide us with greater context and meaning for our own lived experiences. Stories are inherent to our humanity. They shape how we navigate communities, how we function as a society. And in a context like this, stories offer us an opportunity for healing. I created this podcast in response to a lot of the shame that I felt after existing in the natural and spiritual birth and parenthood community, and not having the idealized experience that is often portrayed, especially in spaces like social media. I'm really excited to offer you the opportunity to explore what motherhood means to you through this lens of an initiation. My name is Melanie Monaco. I'm a master self love coach. I train and certify self love coaches. I'm a sacred ritual facilitator and energy healer. I work specifically with the divine feminine. I'm a multiple six figure entrepreneur, a passionate gardener and an ever improving homemaker. But most importantly, I'm a mother. Today, we have a very special interview because I had the pleasure and privilege of inviting on one of my mentors and teachers and guides, Jessica Molly, and she trained me when I did one of my coaching certifications many years ago. She also initiated me as a certified moon mother um, back in 2019, and it has been just the most beautiful experience witnessing her journey uh, as her as her initiation from maiden to mother and she has had such a beautiful and heartbreaking and expansive and uplifting story and I just knew that I had to bring her on the podcast because the way that she has been able to imbue sacred energy into her experience has been one of the most important um, guiding lights for my journey into motherhood. I'm going to share her little bio with you now so you have some context uh, from which to begin this conversation begin listening to our conversation also because she just has i could talk about jessica all, like all day because she's just such a magical person so jessica molly guides women into sacredly sparking bodies of love and lives of magic by way of their goddess wound wisdom and frequency in true manifesting generator style, with her Cancer Sun, Virgo Moon, and Sagittarius rising, Jessica has lived the life of an adventurer who roots down into Mother Earth's wisdom while basking in the truthful shimmer of Grandmother Moon. Formally, she is trained in psychology with an emphasis on human motivation from Goucher College, as well as a certified integrative nutrition health coach via the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and a mind-body coach under the Institute for the Psychology of Eating. Her path has also led her to become a yoga teacher, herbalist, and cacao ceremonialist. It is through her apprenticeship and training with Miranda Gray, the birther of the worldwide womb blessing, that Jessica became not only a level three moon mother, but also the first American moon mother teacher, attuning and certifying women and providing womb blessings and womb healings to their respective communities. She also merges the power of Healy frequencies into all she does and has watched all areas of her life, body, spirit, and family become more aligned, integrated, and happier than ever before by embodying her own unique vibration whether it is through supporting humans personally through private sessions or nurturing and cheering on her healy family and their own healy businesses she loves witnessing their lives expand in love abundance and integration as they remember their own healer abilities with the sacred tool embodying her own cyclic nature while being able to support others on their personal homecoming back into the arms of the divine feminine is her greatest joy and honor she believes every woman is worthy of living seasonally within and without while experiencing blissful overflow nourishment and miracles so beautiful i hope that you enjoy this conversation and be sure to check out the show notes for all the links to connect with jessica further Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Jessica. I'm so happy that you're here.
1: Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for inviting me. I truly feel touched. Thank you. Oh my
0: gosh. It was so easy for me when I was thinking about like the types of stories that um, I wanted to hold space for on this podcast, your story, like instantly came to mind because i feel like i in becoming a mother myself i witnessed your experience and i was like just so um like awestruck like you witnessing your experience of motherhood and like your initiation of motherhood was like over the course of like two and a half years and it just i mean probably you can determine that, but that was what I witnessed. And I just feel like um, the amount of magic and grace that you brought into that experience was, is so inspiring and so magical. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited to hear more about it and share it with the community here.
1: Thank you, Melanie. Well, you you have a, well, actually I'll, I'll, I can talk for those of you who are listening. I am a talker. I can go on a lot of tangents. So Melanie, I will let you ask me the first question before I start. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for that. Thank you for witnessing me. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you feel
0: your expectation of motherhood was like and how has it been different?
1: Mm, that is such a good question. And just for a little bit of background, you know, I, I have been a coach for, um, oh, gosh, I guess 2009 is really when I started that journey. So um, I was rounding 10 years when I became pregnant with my daughter. And uh, I had it in my head, I remember that and I still cringe when I when I think back, although, you know, I'm loving and I'm gentle to myself. But I, I'd watched other coaches in the industry be like, oh, you know, I'm going to have my business run while I'm having my baby and afterwards. And I, I tried to copy that. I tried to, um, cram everything in. It's like, I knew I was exiting the maiden years of my life and I was anxious and I was used to doing everything on my own, um, And so I was like, I've got to set up my business. How can I make the most off of all of the creations I've already created? And, um, so I tried to cram just everything in and set up everything. Like I, I remember sitting down with, you know, I'm not a math person, but with like calculators and months. And I was like, okay, how much could I generate this month from this program and that program? And I, um, I stressed myself out so much in my first pregnancy, um, and my body all along was telling me, stop, stop, slow down, slow down. But I was so in my head that I really didn't listen to it. And I also have a background in moon mother training. So I I, I coach women around their cyclic nature, um, although my work looks very different now these days, but I coach women around their cyclic nature, their womb wisdom. I've also done a lot of health coaching um, um what is it eating psychology, uh, body, you know, body work, body love. Um, and I'm also a moon mother teacher. So in that year where I tune women to become moon mothers and in that year of being pregnant, I did so many trainings. And actually the last one I did was with Melanie before giving birth to my daughter, um, with Melanie in New York and I remember flying home and I was like, I think I'm going into labor. I thought I was at 32 weeks. I was so just like, oh my gosh. And um, <clears throat> it's so bizarre because, and this this will all make sense in a minute. I know I'm going all over the place, but a couple of weeks later, 30, of okay. <laughs> so Melanie actually became a moon mother that weekend in New York and she hosted me and she uh, held space for these moon mothers. To, I had 10 moon mothers in New York oh my gosh everything there was so much symbolism happening in this time but anyways a couple of weeks later I actually went into labor at 32 weeks and um my little girl which we I had had one ultrasound I wanted a home birth I ended up having an emergency c-section she only lived for a day and a half and when I talk about this please don't like think that I sound numb to it I've just done a lot of healing so I'm not gonna sit here and cry or. Um, you know, I love her very much, and i'm I'm very thankful for the way that it happened because i I know that it was supposed to be that way, but she ended up having something um called high drops, which is where the her lungs were creating an extra fluid and um and it was going throughout her whole body. And so her lungs couldn't function on her own. And um that was crazy. That was the most bizarre time in my life. Um, so <clears throat> the doctor said that it was, <clears throat> that there was a, it was like all the dominoes were lined up and one just decided to stop and it wasn't a genetic thing. It was just, it was, and I, you know, I really believe it was meant to be that way. I, I actually think it was my great grandmother coming through to heal, um, you know, stuff on my father's side, really stuff all throughout my family. Um, so that to me was wild. And then I went into this major depression, you know, for three months, I I never took anything while I was in that space. I mean, I was just like, it, you know, I wanted to see myself and I'm not putting down people needing things. Please hear, hear me on that. But I was like, I want to be as raw as possible. I want to feel every little crevice of this. And I basically, you know, cried for three and a half months, three. And I mean, every day I would just, I remember being angry with mothers. I remember uh, going into stores and seeing mothers with babies. This will make me cry. Um, And just being like, you know, so jealous of what they had. And so um, like, you know bitter around, did they, you know, did they realize what they had? And, um, that was, that was really, that was a side of me that I have never seen. Um, and then, uh, I would just meditate every day around that. I meditate with Abraham Hicks. I'd sit down with my yerba mate and I had an altar for her and I would, um, with like some of her hair and, little, all of the little things that i had connected with. And I would just sit there and cry and <laughs> journal and meditate and uh, drink my Yerba Mate. And then about four months later, you know, I was very determined to become a mother and to have a baby. And I became pregnant with my son. And the irony of all of this is that my father was an OBGYN. My grandfather was <laughs> An OBGYN and there were even more doctors and more OBGYNs further back. And so it like came to me and then I'm doing this work with womb wisdom and, and cyclic nature of women. And it, it's like, it all lined up, you know? Um, and, and I was, I was the changing force of, of my family um, to go in a different direction. So I became pregnant with my son for four months and, and, or four months later. And, um, I was like, that's it. I'm not working. I'm not, we'll, we'll figure it out. And that was a really interesting conversation with my husband. Um, because, you know, I, we are fortunate enough where he could he could support me. It's not like we're rolling the millions of dollars. Who knows? That may be coming further along down the, the path here. Um, but but we had a real heart to heart. And it was this, it was, and I'm, I'm gonna stop talking in a second, but it was this real coming together moment of what it looks like for, in, in my experience of the masculine and the feminine and and being held. Oh, <laughs> like that makes me terrified. But, but that was a real, um, real turning moment because I, I, and it was something that Ivy and motherhood, it was my birth into motherhood, um, generated, which is like, you know, motherhood makes you super clear. It it's clarity and it's, uh, whether it's that you, you want to be with your babies all the time and you will do everything and anything to be in that spot. Or if it's you know um, leaning into your partner, whether that's a man or a woman or a they, or you know, it just it makes you super clear and it like burns away anything and everything that does not matter. And um, that's what I stepped into. That was my that was my coming into motherhood. Yeah, and my baby, my son is now uh, he's going to be three in November. So it's just wild yeah Uh, thanks that was really long-winded No,
0: that's why we're here I'm yeah yeah listen to your story
1: healing 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 another layer
0: yeah so beautiful I just really want to reflect that one of the aspects of like what I'm witnessing in your storytelling is the your ability to um not gloss over the hardship but you're imbuing magic into each and every step of the hardship it's like it's so different than um you're not like spiritual bypassing at all yet you're still like activating magic it's like each heartbreaking instance you instill magic into it and instill this like sacred meaning into like I've goosebumps even just talking about it because your ability to do that has I mean as long as I've known you you, you, (laughs) you've held that capacity and um it it is just so beautiful to witness and it is so inspiring to to see that and um in in hearing your story and witnessing your ability to do that. It, that I think when I experienced my own very different um you know trauma motherhood initiation, I remember looking at you looking to you and being like, Je- if Jessica can find magic in her experience, I certainly can find magic <laughs> in mine. <laughs> and um it it just like you I feel like in my mind became like a grounding point of like, Jessica has had like the most beautiful motherhood initiation, even with the most unimaginable heartbreak. And like, if if she can sit in the divine feminine there, like I can too. And, And you were really a guiding light for me in that.
1: Oh, Melanie. Well, thank you. That is, wow. I had no idea. So I like, thought I told I you, that you that movie before, movie. but I just didn't know. Thank you so yeah. much. That's really sweet. And you know, I think when you're in the when you're in the transition, you or when you're in the hard parts, it's almost like yes, it, there is hard. There's hardness there. There's pain, uh, absolutely. But it's almost like we open up to another channel. We open up to seeing things it's like the, the, the world and the universe speaks to us differently. And, um, there are little messages all around, like in that time, owls were loud outside of, of our house, like right in the, um, cherry tree that I'm looking at right now, uh, all of the time it's, it speaks to you. And and so many moments where you're just like, I hear you, I hear you life. Like I, I hear that I'm not alone. So yeah. I'm going to stop. You ask the next question because, you know, I can just, I can talk. I can talk. Yeah. yeah. That's what
0: we're here for. Okay. So <sighs> in looking at, I know you shared your expectation of motherhood is huh? like, you're going to be working through it and you're yeah. going to set it all up. And then it was like, uh, actually you're yeah. going <laughs> to slow down. So after you had themes. I mean, your your career has become like so abundant and it's seemingly really fulfilling from what I've heard from you. Oh yeah. I'm just really curious to hear about how, um, how that all happened considering that you went through a a pause.
1: Yeah. Oh yes. And you know what I would like, if I had a message, it would be to, for new mothers. It would really be to slow down and save, you're going to want to be slower than you have ever been slow. You're going, and if you're not, um, <clears throat> I, I think there might be some programming to break down. Like there's some, some societal programming, some old stories that you picked up because motherhood is all about dropping. Like you drop into the moment. You want to just you know, um, dismantle all of your beliefs and you just want to fall in love with what's before you. That's, that's what it's been for me. And I, you know, when I, um, when I had things, I really, I was, I was just all about being there and it was so liberating. It was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to do anything but love. And it was the hardest job ever too. I mean, motherhood is Wow. Talk about not getting sleep. Talk about, I slept with Thames for the first eight months of his life on the floor in a twin bed where he would not let go. He just breastfed the entire night. Like he never let go. I was his pacifier. Um, but, uh, but I, I, I went into it and I was just like, I'm going to be all, I'm all in. And I don't know what work looks like. I don't know what the other side of this looks like. I don't, you know, and yes, I, again, I'm so thankful for the situation that I've co-created with the universe to, you know, to go into motherhood with. Um, but I just let it all go. Like it was, it was time to just clean the slate, clear the slate and let life show you it's magic. And I, I remember sitting on the autumn equinox because I also went through, um, pregnancy and my first year of motherhood in the pandemic. And I was, a I was an interesting person in that time, just with my beliefs and, um, and you know what I was unraveling a lot. We won't get into all of that, but I was very, I felt very isolated with how I looked at things and, um, but then, you know, I was like, well, I'm having a baby and I need to be extra mindful. It was a weird time. It was a weird time for all of us. It was, it was a weird time. So, um, so, you know, I was really alone and, um, and that was, that was fascinating as well. And I realized how much I needed community and I realized, uh, how exhausted I was at doing everything on my own. And I remember sitting on the autumn equinox by the river. I live in Georgia um, and by the way, my daughter's name is Ivy. I forgot to share that. I think I might've mentioned, didn't mention that I have Ivy and Thames. Um, and I was sitting, <laughs> I know that's really weird to throw in there. I was sitting on the river and I was sitting with two of my friends, autumn equinox. And I was like, this is what I'm calling in. I am, I'm done with hustle. I want massive amounts of abundance in all ways. Pretty much. I want blissful overflow to sum it up. And I was speaking all these things out and I was like, I want to have, you know, I don't want to be tied to anything, but I want to be able to support people and I want to be able to do it my own way. And then, um, I think it was in that month I learned of this device called Healy, which is a microcurrent frequency device. And I was like, oh, that sounds really good for my husband. And, you know, um, that's also why I was looking for something like the Healy. I didn't even know it existed And, uh, because my husband is in front of the computer screen all day long and, um, I wanted something to support him. And so Healy came into my life and I was like, that's amazing. I got him one, had no idea what it was. And, uh, and then it sat in the box for a month. And then when his birthday came around, I tried it for the first time. And I was, I mean, my nervous system was just singing that's a whole nother conversation. Um, and i was like i'll never share this i've never shared anything i've never done uh network marketing but this device just started to come up in everything all of my conversations <laughs> and i ended up having a business out of that and it has been um it's not it's not like what i imagined it to be at all it's the easiest thing i've ever done <laughs> And I'm not overwhelmed and I do motherhood how I want. And anyways, um, and I'm supported by rebels, pretty much rebels who are here to anchor heaven, heaven on earth. So that's where, you know, and that was also a letting go. I completely let go of my coaching practice um, and I found a different way to help people. So take away from this, I'm not pitching Healy, um, is that even though, hey, if you want to, uh, <laughs> but um, take away from this is let go of what you think it needs to look like let go like allow yourself to be splayed open and receive and re- really receive in a in a way that you um you've always wanted to receive i feel like motherhood has given me this permission to be like this is what i want that and i and there's no ifs ands or buts and i want this or i don't want any you know i don't want that i don't want that i want this and i've held my torch in the in the land and you know the, the moths are coming. I'm like, like a little torch. Um, and it's it's beautiful. The moths, the miracles um, all around. So that was really all over the place, Melanie. Other questions? What else can I say here? I'm really just in a stream of consciousness. Yeah, yeah.
0: I have a couple of other questions come up to and I love I love how you are sharing your story and then you're like hey here's your takeaway like yeah, so, okay. like <laughs> wrap up yeah absolutely have that coaching background.
1: I know I know it comes out it's, it's really, perfect. It really become milder you know I used to sit down at like be at a um, restaurant, I still do, you know, with friends or something. And I'd be like, okay, let's go around. I like had the coach in me so much that I wanted to make sure everyone was heard. I'm sure you can relate to this. Yeah. If I felt somebody wasn't getting to talk enough, I'd bring them in. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think that's a gift. Yeah, it, a is.
1: Gift. it is. Yeah, um, so it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I am curious about, you know, in kind of the expectation versus what happened and in the hardship mm-hmm. I know that you have really applied a lot of manifestation and law of attraction and you mentioned Abraham Hicks how uh, let me actually share my yeah. story with that, and then I would love to hear yours um rather than asking it as a question because I found that when I was pregnant I had like full-on perinatal depression and my thoughts were just so negative because of the chemicals and hormones happening in my body and it was also the pandemic But mm-hmm. also very isolated as you experienced and I I just I kept listening to Abraham Hicks and I kept being like think positive think positive, think positive. <laughs> like you're going to create something bad if you keep thinking um, negatively you know what I mean Right. Yeah. and then I just had to at a certain point I had to be like okay I'm, I can't keep fighting myself. Yeah. On that. Um, and I kind of just released um, some of that pressure I was putting on myself. Um, but I've realized that for me, I was really trying to prevent bad things from happening mm-hmm. with that law of attraction, rather than just sitting in like the energetic frequency mm-hmm. of it and allowing the universe mm-hmm. to unfold. And that was a really interesting experience in my my motherhood initiation and and manifestation because it felt like manifestation couldn't almost like couldn't pass through the experience of motherhood because there's your soul the baby's soul just so much beyond our actual control but I'm curious as to what your thoughts are on that or what your experience was like
1: Yeah. Oh, I so know what you're talking about. And I think, you know, there was a, an, an era time where we were just, what is it? Toxic, uh, toxic positivity or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I learned from, and I really relate to what you're saying, uh, especially with the whole Ivy thing. I was like, (laughs) I'm not going to be positive right now. Like you just, sometimes you just have to feel it. You just have to, and this has been my, my policy moving forward is, when something intense happens, um, or something that doesn't feel good happens, you know, I go back to also what Abraham Hicks talks about, and she talks about the path of least resistance. And sometimes the path of least resistance is getting so angry, so mad, so sad, so bitter, so jealous, whatever, you've got to feel all of those things, like just sit in them and sit in them as long as you want, but you have to know that. And you have to know that you, you know, we have the choice of, um, of whenever we want to stop that, you know, I, I think for me, I had moments like that and, Oh, especially postpartum. I mean, you're just, you're so tired or I was, I was so tired and groggy. And then you have like your body in this shape that feels, you know, it's beautiful, but it's, you know, we've been trained to see what our bodies are, to think our bodies are only beautiful in certain ways. And you have that going on. Um, You have your relationship that you're in. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have sex (laughs) for a long time. And then you're like, but I want to have sex, but I don't, but you just have all (laughs) these things and you have to, I, so just feeling them, feeling, feeling all of that, that stuff. And then knowing always all along the way, you have a life vest. You can grab, we, we, I'm going to say, we, not you, we can choose to exit that whenever we want. And I know that that may sound harsh, but there's always a way out. And it is always our choice. Like, yes, chemically, you know, I'm not trying to put down chemical depression. I I really have experienced deep grief. Um, but there, there is always a way out and it's about becoming sovereign and self-empowered to figure out what are and, and reaching out to your community too. What what are those, what's that special formula that changes every single day to help you move out of that situation? And every day it's, you know, it's not, it's different for me almost every day. What is that thing that gets me in love with life? Um yeah, does that I don't know if that really, yeah. So the path of least resistance and then the choice to, you know, move on. Um, yeah. And normally that, that key is always in you. You know, I feel like a lot of us we're living, we're living in a time where there's no more room to, you know, mess around. Like we have to do what lights us up. We have every day, like you and bigger than we, than we thought we were going to be showing up, not, not bigger. Like you have to make a huge impact, but, but dare yourself to to choose the life that lights you up. And what does that mean? And even if it feels scary, cause I think that that's when we start to feel depressed when we have confined ourselves. And when we've told ourselves that it can only be this way or we've taken on stories of, you know, whatever, and we've kind of trapped ourselves. But I think that, you know, taking those people who take the biggest leaps, you, you watch their lives kind of become magical and they're not doing it by themselves. You know, the universe is tremendously helping them. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's beautiful. I love
0: it. I'm curious to hear about how working with the divine feminine has shifted in your experience of motherhood.
1: Oh, that's such a good question. I honestly felt very lost after giving birth with my, not with the divine feminine, but just with like, you know, I couldn't feel things as strongly as I used to because, um, I didn't, well, one, I wasn't, you know, pre-ovulating, ovulating, pre-menstruating, menstruating. I was just with this baby all of the time and breastfeeding and it was beautiful. And I, I felt, I felt disconnected from, you know, I was just so in a, in the actual season of motherhood. And, um, so that was just, that just took over everything. And at first I was kind of like, felt like i was in the dark but then i was like oh no like i'm really i am embodying the goddess more than i ever have before um and i'm still coming back to that you know i'm still returning like there are times when i'm like oh wait where's the moon right now like <laughs> because i i'm just so in motherhood um and i do finally have my period back um and uh that came back maybe a year a year after maybe more than that. i can't remember it must've been, yeah, it was maybe a year after giving birth. My period came back. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I totally felt like what, what is going on here? Um, I was, so I, so I started to live more seasonally. That really helped me like leaning instead of because I didn't have the physical cycle. Although even though we don't have, some of us might not have a physical cycle because maybe you've had a hysterectomy, maybe you're, you, you know, you've gone through menopause, other various reasons, you know, we can always follow the moon, but for me, that really wasn't working as well in that time. It was more about like following the seasons. And I had themes in the autumn time going into winter. And I just remembered that was the coziest. That was just the co you know how it was. You had um you had Leo in September, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I so love that timeline. Oh, oh, so cozy. I'll never forget. The Macy's Day parade. And I was like, You want to be my day? And I remember, you know, to Thames, he was only a couple of weeks old. And I'll never forget like having cinnamon rolls and drinking coffee and just being like, This and watching this parade, even though I'm not the biggest advocate of Thanksgiving necessarily because of Native, you know, but I just remember being like, This is so cozy. So embracing, you know, the seasons that you're in. That's how I connected to the divine feminine in that time. And also just being like, looking at my body as a miracle, like, wow, I birthed, like, this is the goddess. This is, this is life, death, rebirth, you know, everything all at once. Um, Yeah. That's a good question. And I hear women doing that, like women feeling women who work with the seasons and work with the goddess feeling a little aimless um, afterwards. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I felt like because i had I really wanted a home birth, and I just felt like any intervention was like intervention of the goddess. You know, like the way yeah. that my brain had the way that I had looked at birth was like anything other than like a natural physiologic birth meant that like people were getting in the way of the goddess,
1: right. Oh, I re- yeah.
0: and and so I felt abandoned by the divine feminine. and I felt, like the goddess was nowhere to be found in my motherhood initiation for a really long time. And it took so much work on my part to be able to peel back my layers of judgment and shame to find her again. And I have, and it's beautiful. And I'm so grateful that I have that experience now, because now I can't, like now I know I can find the sacred and the goddess in everything. Now that I've had, and that's, that was the gift that, that was why it happened um I have chills even saying that it it just took me a long time to to get there
1: right I remember you going through that yeah wow Melanie that's beautiful like now you can find it in everything It, it is everything it's just about being able to have the lens to to see it yeah and to yeah that's beautiful
0: yeah so as you are thinking about Motherhood moving forward, what are some of your intentions and
1: um, I don't know, visions that you have? In hold? Oh, beautiful, thank you for asking me that. Um, yeah, well, I definitely love this idea and this concept of um, blissful overflow. Like, mm-hmm. I want to live, I really, and I'm doing it, I'm doing it, and it's been happening. Now for a while, um, really the Healy helped me so much with feeling, you know, bringing in blissful overflow in so many ways, like so, so many ways. Um, so blissful overflow and slow, luxurious leadership. That's kind of like my, what I'm all about right now. Um, so what I see is, you know, I, I mentioned earlier the moon mother trainings, which that is, that is, I need to honor my teacher, Miranda Gray, um, who is based out of the UK. She is the woman who attuned me. So I, I see myself doing more moon mother workshops, which I finally did my first one, um, back in April. And it had been, oh gosh, since 2019 that I had done a moon mother workshop. And I had all of these stories worked up in my head around, oh, just so many things that I worked through. So I'm glad I got that <laughs> over with. It was, it was amazing. So more of those. So I kind of I'm doing the stance between offering that that's like my service and that's my, I mean, well, they're both my service and both my spirit work, but that's, that's my gift. You know, that's where a space where I can just let the goddess work through me and holding these workshops um, and that are out of our house right now. Um, but then the other part is I, like one of my visions is seeing women and this, this place of just, experiencing, like I said before, overflow, like what does abundance really feel like to them? And I want to see more women have lots of money. And I know that that might be a subject where people are like, Oh, like, I don't want to talk about money is a messy, messy, messy subject for a lot of us. Um, but I've done a lot of money work and I just, I want to see women feel so nourished financially. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also, gosh, way out there, I don't know what this would even look like, but I really want to help women who want to be with their babies when they're little and they cannot financially because they don't have the means. And I guess, you know, that could come through Healy or that could come through, yeah, you know, having um using the Healy, having the Healy business, whatever. But I, I feel like there's I like um a foundation or something. There's something there. There's something there around supporting mothers who want to be with their babies because that breaks my heart. Like yeah. thinking of a mother who is having to choose between uh oh I don't am between you know having money or or being with her baby you know and how do you take care of your, like, Oh, that is my thing. That's, that's one of my thing, helping women learn how to, you know, take care of themselves with ease and grace and pleasure and no, like letting go of this hustle culture and knowing that you can bring in financial abundance without having the hustle without having, you know, I mean, of course you're going to grow and feel challenged at times, but really like using your cyclic nature, living and embodying your cyclic nature with, with finances and also just while you're doing that, um, being able to be with your, your family, that's huge. That and water, water is really important for me. I want to do something with helping the waters. Yes. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I see, you know, in, in the future. Um, and I, I, you know, sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you don't realize that you're actually embodying that. And I, I think I'm embodying that more and more, with uh with my own life and with my business and uh yeah so yeah that's kind of what I see moving forward does that make sense
0: (laughs) yes that is so beautiful oh oh,
1: thank you well and everyone I'm in my enchantress I'm premenstrual right now and my words are like oh like just like I think you've
0: I think you've been actually really concise
1: (laughs) thanks to a little coffee and the Healy I'm running Healy right now yeah (laughs)
0: um I think the last official question that I want to ask is what are some of your favorite like regular daily motherhood moments that you share (laughs) with names You ask the
1: best questions ever. You do. Um, I
0: was trained by a great coach.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. I love these questions. I think, oh, well, now I don't wake up in the middle of the night at all. Scott, Thames is potty trained. So Thames is two. He was potty trained around um, probably age one. And now he's like fully, we don't have diapers anymore. I recommend the elimination communication method. It is amazing. I started themes at 5 weeks when I had nothing to do but be stuck in a house all the time so if you're wondering how that happened that that really helped. Um so my point is is that I see him in the morning and um cuz Scott gets him up to go to the bathroom once in the middle of the night and I just I love that first kiss and first cuddle and I normally just take him to the couch and I like rip off my glasses so I can be you know right next to his face and I just kiss and kiss and kiss and cuddle him and that's one of my favorite, and I still breastfeed. So just a little bit, it's more just like, you know, connection. I told myself I, I was going to do this until he was really solidly talking. Um, Cause he is talking, he's just, you know, and he communicates great, but um, I just wanted him to be able for us to like have a little conversation around that. So we're still doing that. So I love that other moments I love with him. Um, oh gosh, we have a little bedtime routine uh, where I come in his room and he has a Koshi chime um, in his bedroom hanging down the earth one. And I ring the bells and then Scott puts him to bed because if I put him to bed, he would just want to, you know, he, he doesn't, he responds to Scott differently. (laughs) Um, So we do this little thing and I do like this little, I love you with him. And Then I always try and make him laugh before bed. I don't know what that's about, but I like try to get him to giggle. And then I was thinking, oh, well, that's actually pretty smart because, you know, laughter is probably one of the best ways that we get into the vortex. Not that a baby ever probably exits the vortex, but, you know, um, (laughs) it's just a great way to go to sleep. So we do a little laugh and, um, and then I say goodnight. but other moments, I love being in the garden with him. Um, I love, uh watching i love watching him with my dog with walter he's only allowed to be around walter not linus but i love watching him just cuddle him and and talk to him and um yeah those are some of my, my favorite moments and i love eating food with him because he he loves food <laughs> he's <laughs> a really good eater and so do I <laughs> so yeah yeah great question that's
0: yeah. so beautiful well thank you so much for your vulnerability For sharing so much of your story, and for distilling your story into such applicable wisdom, like doing so much like when we're when we're being healed by stories, a lot of our work is usually to be like, okay, what is the lesson of this for me? But like you did that work
1: for whoever's listening listening to this. (laughs) Yes, you're so. I think
0: it is a it's a huge blessing and an offering. So. I just want to thank you for doing that and and for joining me and it's just like, it just feels so good and so wonderful to connect with you in this way.
1: Oh, likewise. And for anyone who is connected to Melanie, wow. Like she's a very, very special woman. I've known her for quite some time now and you are just in some, you know, you are connected with such a, a radiant light. And I know you're attracted to her because you have that in yourself. And um, so just congratulations on, you know, having Melanie in your life. <laughs> and we're to have you in hers. So, Aww. and I love you all. Lots of love. And, uh, and just, you know, the world needs you to be in love with your life. That's really what I will leave this at, whatever that looks like you know, live greatly, dare greatly into that. And, uh, thank you. And, and motherhood make Mm -hmm. it your own. Yeah.
0: And people can find you on
1: Instagram. Yes. I mainly, I mainly share my stories. Um, working on getting that all together again, (laughs) my website has been a work in progress since like 2015. And, uh, yeah, it still says coming soon. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. But yes, I, I do send out newsletters occasionally, but Instagram's the best way. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're ever looking to become a moon mother, reach out to me. Um. And if you're looking to talk about the Healy, Melanie actually is connected with Healy too. So not, not yeah, not in the way that I'm doing it, but yeah. I and mean, yeah, I
0: definitely yeah. have people every so often I do sessions for them and I bring it into my coaching practice oh. too. I have a girl locally who is borrowing it so she can- wonderful.
1: now yeah it's a pretty cool yeah so melanie can answer your questions or i i've i'm happy to answer questions but just have fun just savor every minute of motherhood every minute minute every minute every minute possible even the moments where you're losing your mind like just be like oh it's gonna it won't always be this way you know and i'm already jealous of my former self and because I I love that phase. Like I look back and I'm like, that was so beautiful. That was so even like the the shirts that were covered in breast milk. The how <laughs> I like the hair loss. I lost so much hair, you know. But just I look back and I'm like, that was so beautiful. Like look, I was I was just so in the moment. Everything was about being in the moment. And um, yeah. Anyways, this has been amazing. <laughs> so feeling. I love you
0: you too.